we don't have it all together. <laughs> not all the time. Oh, we sure don't. No, not yeah. all the time. Sometimes yeah. on the occasion. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, some days we're like, heck yes, I got this. And other days we're like, oh my God, what's happening? Welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Janessa McKenzie, a business mindset coach and brand strategist, and I help online experts like you stop self-sabotaging their success and unapologetically build a badass personal brand that makes marketing and sales easy. It's my mission to show you how to become who you were created to be so you can share your talents with the world, make a difference, and create the income and impact you desire. So if you're ready to end your battle with self-sabotage, regain your kick-ass confidence, and create a business and life of your dreams, listen up as I hit the BS button on the notion that hustle and hard work are all it takes to be successful, and mix the woo with the strategy to help you create the mindset, messaging, and visibility you need to attract the clients and cash that you want, while unapologetically building a powerful brand from the inside out. Now let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm here today with Lizzie Vince from Find Your Mojo Coaching. Like, love that. I love the mojo. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Helps uh, unfulfilled and unhappy women who either have a business or work nine to five find their mojo so that they can live a purposeful and abundant life. Lizzie, how are you? I'm so excited you're here. Hello. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I know that, um, I had to, we had to reschedule because a couple of months ago, it was like 10.30 p.m. my time. So <laughs> the time difference struggle. I mean, a lot of my clients are in the U.S. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of used to working afternoons, evenings. But yeah, we were, we were just talking about like vulnerability before we went live. And I, yeah. I said to Janessa, I was like, I'm pretty tired because I'm running a five-day challenge in my group this week. And today's the third day and yeah it's been really fun but obviously pretty intense so um feeling pretty tired but also also inspired at the same time (laughs) love that I love that and that's how you know I mean that's when you know that you're doing your job right when you're yeah especially during a challenge that you know you're tired because if you weren't tired I mean if you didn't have a little bit of like Ooh, I need to take a breath, like, you know, or I yes. need to get to bed a little early tonight or whatever it is, have that extra glass of wine or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you need to do, eat loads of chocolate. That's usually my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eat some chocolate, like do something for you because you just, you know, we were talking about before, expended a lot of energy to, to, to show up for a challenge and to show up for your people and give them what they're, what they need. So kudos to you and you know we were just saying I was like it's okay to be tired like I'm tired after a a launch too or a challenge just one day I'm like oh it's a time for a nap you know (laughs) (laughs) literally gets to like noon and you're like it's a bedtime yet (laughs) yeah exactly or just just a little nap just a little one Just a don't meditate naps. after that because if you meditate oh after, uh, after you go live on a challenge you'll be falling asleep in your chair or on the Literally. floor or wherever <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I did yoga this morning and I was just like is it too early to go back to sleep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Lizzie oh, tell us a little bit more about you and who you serve and how you serve them 
Yeah. So I was saying that I've actually pivoted a few times. So I started as a money mindset coach back in September of last year. And then I, I I mean, I still really enjoy coaching around money mindset. I think it is one of the most powerful and important topics that um, any kind of any person can go through. And I've I've been through my fair share of um, money blocks and overcoming those with my with my several several coaches that I've had I've had quite a few mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because as I've pivoted I've wanted to work with different coaches you know um, yeah. so yeah so I started with that and then I started attracting because I always say you know your vibe attracts your tribe and one thing I want to say is that don't get too fixated or worried about your idol client or your niche because your people will find you Mm. if you put out the right messaging and if you put out the wrong messaging you will attract the wrong people (laughs) that is something that I've realized quite recently and I've worked a lot of my messaging so I started attracting women who wanted to start their own business. So transitioned into business coaching. Mm -hmm. Then I started working on my mindset with my coach. So transitioned into business with mindset coaching, which I love combining the two. Um, It means my clients get incredible results. I've gotten incredible results from working with my coach, who's a business and mindset coach. I think it's just like the the holy duo um and yeah and then I I found that I started attracting women who are quite spiritual they're not necessarily um spiritual coaches Mm -hmm. but they have you know that element of spirituality or faith or whatever it is um they're very open-minded to that basically probably because I am as I say your vibe attracts your tribe and I'm one of the most open-minded people so that's who I attract so yeah so I now say that I work with um spiritual life and mindset coaches those that would sum up my current clientele that's not to say that it won't change and something we discussed before we went live is that it's okay to pivot it's it's more than okay to pivot and I would say honestly like resisting the resisting your intuition or resisting the flow is one of the worst things that you can do because it will leave you stuck and and it dims your light exactly yeah um and it's just a it's a vicious cycle so for me I've always, I mean, I'm very intuitive. I'm an empath. Like I've always followed my intuition and I really believe that's what got, that's what has got me um, amazing results really quickly because I don't, and I know this is easier said than done, but I don't overthink things. I just kind of, I follow my intuition. I listen to my heart and I do it. And that comes to coaching investments, clients, um, Anytime I get a bad feeling about something, I'm usually right. So I always listen to that. So uh, digressing here, but I would say like trusting your gut is the most important thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And we tend to not do that so often for a couple of reasons. One, 
you might not even realize that that's what's happening, you know, like it's intuition and you're being nudged. Um, because no one ever really teaches you that they're just like, Oh, that gut feeling, but they don't really tell you what that gut feeling really is, you know? (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah. So like, that's your intuition. That's your higher self going, Ooh, go this way, go this way. Uh, and yeah. And I did the same thing. I, I mean, I've always had a really strong intuition, which is why now I am an intuitive business and mindset coach, right? <laughs> I love it. I love, I'm thinking, I've been thinking of calling myself an intuitive mm. coach because yeah, I think you either, you either have it or you don't, right? Like, you know, I always think that everyone's, everyone's like a little bit intuitive, a little bit psychic, a little bit anxious, mm. but some people just feel into it and feed it more than others. Yes. Yeah. And it, you know, I mean, some people it's just activated, like, and it is, and some people, like you said, we all have it. It's just kind of flipping the switch and listening to it and turning it on. And exactly. the first step to that is believing that you even have it. So a lot of people just don't understand that they do or don't believe in that type of feeling or that it means anything more than, uh, you know, butterflies in their stomach, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's cool. You know, everyone's got their own beliefs and their own thing. Um, but if anyone, you know, you're listening to this podcast, then you know what the butterflies in your stomach mean. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you've got intuitive listeners. That makes sense. That makes what I talk about, what I'm going to talk about a lot easier to understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more relevant and applicable. Yeah. I have. Um, Amazing. I've done a lot of recently, like really dove into like my human design chart, my astrology chart, mm. moon phases, like all of the things. Right. And found out that I am um, a reflector in human design and I don't know if you know anything about human design, but. Oh my God. I keep meaning to look into it. And honestly, everyone I talks to, i speak to talks about human design. And mm. I'm like, the universe is knocking at my door. Yeah. Tell really me loud. Go oh, check it out, girl. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm a re- reflector, which is like less than 1% of the population. Wow. And that's just, it just means that I reflect like what you're feeling and what you're like yourself back to you. So, which is kind of like it, it's an intuitive gift really yeah. that I can understand exactly what you're feeling without you even telling me what, what it is you're feeling kind of empath. It's an empathic, you know, gift, but I can very easily see exactly what it is you need to do next just by you talking. Um, and you can be like babbling on and on and on. And I'm like, okay, stop. <laughs> like, I, I know, just let me say this and see if it relate, like resonates mm-hmm. with you. Usually they're like, oh my God, how did you even know that? Like from just me babbling a whole bunch of words. I'm like, I don't know. I just can. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a, it's a like gift that you've, you've tuned yeah. into. I think that's so beautiful. And I, 
I kind of have, I share the same gift. I don't think I've tapped into it as much as you have yet, which I'm, I'm excited about. Mm. And I've kind of noticed it. My, I mean, my mum has the same gift as well. Like we will be in like a public place together, like a supermarket or something. And people will just start talking to us. And it also happens when we're, when we're separate and we always say to each other, you know, do you find strangers just speak to you in the street? (laughs) You're just like, don't want to be rude, but I didn't invite this conversation, but I'm a nice person. So I'm going to continue this conversation. And it's, we, yeah, we obviously have um, an intuitive gift and we obviously give out this, this aura of a friendliness and approachability and a, a welcoming Inviting. aura. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, oh, life is so interesting, isn't it? Like it how, is. when you, it's like Pandora's box, you open Hopefully not. one thing and then, <laughs> yeah, no, not like a positive. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, a, what's another analogy where you open something and like just loads comes Oh, like, out. we like, can just call it an abundance box. Yes, we'll call it that. <laughs> or one of those cupboards that you just put loads of stuff in and you shut and then you're like, whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the magical cupboard, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the other thing, actually, that I would say, like tuning into your gifts. And mm. it definitely comes from a place of of self self-love. And self-love is the basis of of self-worth you know you can't you can't feel worthy if you don't love yourself first or and, and or then accept yes that's yeah. true that is very true and accepting your flaws as much as you accept the good things about you that's been the hardest part for me actually accepting mm-hmm. my flaws and won't go into too much detail but daddy issues that I've overcome etc <laughs> yeah I mean, um, we all have our stuff right yeah exactly so I'd say you know yeah self self acceptance and self compassion which oh my gosh Mm. it's so hard to be compassionate towards yourself like it is the hardest thing it's the hardest journey that you'll go on but it is the most rewarding journey that you'll go on yeah well and you know why I believe that it's so hard to have compassion for yourself is because your entire life up until this point, hopefully, <laughs> when you realize that you're doing it, yeah, that you have talked to yourself a certain way your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like um, if a parent scolded you for something, you're like, oh, I'm not good enough. Or I'm not worthy of their love at this moment. Like not ever, but just in that moment, you were like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like they don't love me. They're mad at me. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you're comparing yourself to other women. Um, you know, why are they so thin? Why do they have better clothes? Like they, she's so pretty and I'm not, you know, like we don't even realize we're saying this crappy shit to ourselves our entire lives until mm-hmm. we wake the heck up and we're like oh my god I do talk to myself like that no wonder I'm stuck or frustrated or feel like I can't get to the next level because on some deep weird level because of some 
silly thing that happened so long ago, you're like, uh, I'm not worthy of the next level. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've definitely been on my own healing journey and I'm still on it. Cause I feel like yeah. we, we always, we always are. We're always going to be on it. <laughs> yeah. It's ongoing. Um, it's a train that you never get off. Um, and like I said, you know, like I touched upon with the, the daddy issues and things and, um, and I was listening to a Marissa Peer video the other day mm-hmm. and she said that, you know, as parents, like she even, um, oh gosh, I can't remember. She said something about her friend who was also a mum, and they both like had their babies at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, um, she was saying, she was saying to her child, like, I love you because of this. And it was always because of a reason. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really interesting, you know, speak to, speak to your children in a way that's, you know, I love you because of who you are because of you rather than mm-hmm. I love you because attaching it to something else, like, because you're, you're oh, intelligent yeah. or you're really good at, sport or you're really caring or you're really kind because then as a child you put yourself under pressure to be that way and then so if we take you know being caring and kind as an example that's that's kind of what I've been told so you sort of feel like you need to fulfill that identity and then when it comes to exactly in order to be loved so when it comes to starting a business and when you get into sales you yeah. know <laughs> it becomes quite difficult to sell because you want to be kind and caring and then obviously that affects your business um yeah. because you feel like if you aren't that way then you can't be loved because that what that's is the criteria for you to be loved and I, I'd never heard of anyone talk about that before so I found it really fascinating yeah, no, that's, that's a great way to put it. I mean, it really mind blowing. It's mind blowing the things that, you know, we pick up one when we're young and like little sponges <laughs> and how we are able to, at that age, relate those things together, right? because that's what happens. It's like a subconscious hit and a neuro pathway gets created that says, Oh, she loves me because I'm smart and caring or kind and caring. Um, so everyone, I have to be kind and caring to be loved. Like it's just blows my mind that that happens in our brains when we're that young, mm-hmm. you know, in that, those first seven years, it's, I mean, we're, seven years. That's a long time to have a lot. It's a lot of experiences that you have a lot of words that are said, a lot of thoughts that are thought like all of the things that happen in seven years. And that's what creates our, you know, our belief system and our identity in that first seven years. Yeah. So, yeah. And just, you know, going back and thinking about like, I, I was actually just talking about, um, about this yesterday with somebody, we were talking about money mindset and, Mm -hmm. 
you know, my, one of my blocks was that I always felt um, like subpar to everyone around me. So like I wasn't, I I grew up in a very affluent town and we weren't uh, that affluent. We were like middle-class. So everyone that I went to school with had, you know, in my opinion at the time, way more than I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and that they were lucky, that their parents were lucky, that they had all this money, um, and that they could have all of these things. So, which meant that I was unlucky. And that created a block for me saying, okay, well, if I'm unlucky, then I can't have a successful business because only lucky people are successful. Mm. Isn't that interesting? interesting? Attachment. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, and I never really would have come to that conclusion unless I had had, you know, specific conversations. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we think about, okay, you know, I'm having this block. Why can't I get to the next level? Why isn't this working? Why, what am I doing wrong? Right? Like all of the things that we'll ask ourselves when we're not where we want to be. And, but nobody I don't want to say nobody, but a lot of people don't want to dig into it because they're like, that means that it's about me. Like that means that there's something in me that's broken. That's wrong. Well, that's not true. You're not broken. (laughs) You're, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You just have to put the pieces together and create a different belief. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. There's definitely this, this view that you know if just this this I guess guilt about you know not being perfect and being quote-unquote broken um especially as women who are supposed to have have our shit together (laughs) especially mothers and you know yeah it's a it's it's a lot to to take on and it's so interesting how your of course this is like obvious but your experiences dictate your belief so money is a I always say it is most profound in your money mindset in your views of your your beliefs um you know if you so my block my main block was that you have to work really hard Mm. to be successful because I saw my dad start and scale a really successful business working evenings and weekends and sacrificing his health family time happiness mental health the whole shebang mm-hmm. um and he was able to retire when he was 55 a few years ago which is amazing but he sacrificed i mean i think he started his business when he was around 25 mm-hmm. um so you know similar age to me actually so my dad's obviously a huge inspiration to me 
and yeah I you know when I started a business I I and the, the funny thing is and I guess the scary thing is I wasn't at all aware of that at the start I was you just I guess you're on you're on autopilot aren't you I think 40% of our lives we're on autopilot or something yeah. crazy like that um so I was just you know running myself into into the ground I've burnt out way too many times to count in my just over a year since starting my business luckily luckily not recently <laughs> I've learned learned the hard way but yeah when I was when I was burning out I really it took me a while to dig into why was I burning out and it was because I thought if I don't work hard for my money then I'm and I spoke about this in day one of my challenge actually then I'm not deserving and the money's come too easily which means that you know something bad's gonna happen my mum always said growing up things are too good to be true something bad is gonna happen yeah yeah so it's that like old curse thing and she cursed (laughs) herself she got into so much debt her and my stepdad it was and that was a that that obviously brought up a, a whole lot of money blocks around debt and um you know, investing and money scarcity and everything. So I had that to deal with as well. And uh, yeah, it's just, it is, it's very, very interesting. Like I said, once you, once you open the jar, it all just kind of spills out and you're like, whoa. And then it's just like an, it's just never ending. It's like a snowball that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe there are people that, literally die without even knowing that they had these beliefs I know right and how different their life could be if they I know yeah knew and then Mm. were open to to change and the greatest thing about that though is that when you open that box and all the stuff comes piling out and it starts this big snowball like it's the greatest thing about that is that you can choose to look at that snowball and say, Oh heck no. Like we're going to melt the crap out of this thing (laughs) and you can fix it and, and choose to create different beliefs and let go of the beliefs that don't serve you any longer. Mm -hmm. Because that's really the thing. Like looking at those beliefs, understanding why you have them, which isn't always the easiest work right it's hard and it's can be messy and it can be painful but it it's necessary Mm -hmm. if you want change and you know you can let it go and be like okay I don't want to this isn't my story anymore like I'm not five anymore I'm not 15 anymore whatever it is the stage I am in right now is I am now a business owner and this belief or this piece of my previous identity doesn't serve me any longer. So now I can let it go and create a new one. Mm -hmm. And that can be whatever you want it to be. I love that. And this is why you need a coach. Yeah. (laughs) to hold you accountable because oh my gosh and you need my my god like my coach is incredible the Mm. number of 
Voxer voice notes where I've been crying like <laughs> honestly it's it's ridiculous <laughs> like she deserves a freaking medal um she, like she's incredible and you know when you work through the stuff you have to do it with somebody that you trust like I yeah. I have done a lot of healing with my coach because I I mean I just adore her I feel like we're twins separated at birth we are she's nice. just me in a few years time I like it's just crazy like yeah even found her um and yeah like to be able you have to be able to trust someone to really dig deep and not leave anything there because if you don't kind of sit in the in the shit if you pardon my French Mm -hmm. and you and you really sit with the pain if you run away from the pain you are going to leave remnants or debris there it's gonna it's gonna linger and probably grow as well so when you are I mean I'm not a therapist or a healer I would I would never kind of like I would never probably say do it alone I would say definitely do it with the support of a kind of a professional Mm. um but yeah the work that I've done with my coach has been incredible for for really shedding I really I didn't really know what words like shedding or shadows or all of this kind of lingo and jargon meant I was like (laughs) what the hell are they talking about like what is this yeah um but I've realized that it is it is like shedding it's like shedding layers of your your past I guess and I love how you said you know leave leave that girl in the past for me it was like my three-year-old self Mm. um who my dad my dad said I had too much energy and somebody needed to knock the life out of me oh geez And, and I'm now allowed to say that without any emotion attached and I never thought that would that would be the case never ever like I could barely even say that without bursting into tears before and now I'm just I forgive my dad so much and I forgive myself so much nothing has changed the past obviously we can't change the past Mm -hmm. my dad doesn't even know that I've gone through this healing journey he doesn't have to know Mm -hmm. but like you said about choice you do you we have so we have choice in life and I think that is the beauty of it and we get to decide Mm -hmm. and I decided I'm not gonna die having is still having resentment for my father that I've had for 25 years it's it's eating me alive slowly but surely and I'm not doing it anymore I am going to heal my inner child my three-year-old self of the pain I'm going to give her give her love show her love I wish this was a video because I've got a photo of my um she's not three but she's probably like I say she is me (laughs) I'm probably (laughs) around like five um I've got a grinning picture of me as a five-year-old in my office staring right at me and every time I look at it I've got all my affirmation cards a photo of my mum and my stepdad my two biggest cheerleaders Mm. and I always and I look and I always glance myself because I'm properly grinning it's I'm gonna have to send it to you because it's hilarious I'm literally like honestly my mouth can be any more open and my teeth are awful (laughs) I definitely was a kid that needed braces and I did um but I look at her and anytime I I doubt myself or I self-sabotage or I'm mean to myself I look at that photo and I think she doesn't deserve this. Mm. I don't even think I don't deserve this. I think 
she doesn't deserve this because that's where it all started. It all started with my dad telling me that I wasn't good enough and I had to change. Mm -hmm. So, and then I know the reason what triggered this healing process was that I could not take criticism for the life of me. Um. I criticism, I needed external validation. I needed um, positive reinforcement I wasn't enough in myself. I was codependent in my relationship. All of these different things, it was feeding into like a spider's web into every area of my life. Mm. And I just, I had to heal the the root, which was my three-year-old self being told by my dad that I wasn't good enough. That was Mm. now affecting me in all of these different ways. And obviously I'm not like fixed. (laughs) We never are fixed. Right. Um, But like to have begun this journey and to actually, I spoke to my dad on Saturday night and we had an amazing conversation and I was actually, I was giving him advice. I was almost coaching him because he's having issues with my younger sister. Mm. And it was like, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. This is that adult relationship. This is 25 year old Lizzie speaking to her dad. This is not three year old Lizzie anymore. Mm. You know, she like feel like every time you spoke to him before it was three-year-old Lizzie speaking to him yeah because I was terrified anytime my dad would call me I couldn't answer the phone I'd have to mentally prepare myself like my boyfriend used to be like are you just gonna let it ring and I'd be like yeah because I'm terrified to speak to my own father I was always terrified of him because it's my three-year-old self who was probably shouted at and my dad hasn't shouted at me for years yeah (laughs) literally yeah I mean we haven't lived together for years so you know it it 100% it was that three-year-old Lizzie that I needed to heal in order to heal the lack of self-worth and learn to love and accept myself and I mean I literally I've I dove into this and I did all of this in like two weeks I mean I wouldn't recommend doing it that quickly yeah, I was but I was say, holy moly <laughs> That was a, it was a tough, and it was recently as well. It was a tough two weeks, but I did an unbelievable amount of journaling and um, meditation. And I did a lot of YouTube meditations on inner child, which were amazing. Again, get professional Mm. support like I did as well. Um, Mm. But I just threw myself into it because that's my personality. I can't help, but I don't do things half-hearted. If I'm going to do something, I'm committed to it. and I was like I'm committed to healing my three-year-old self Mm. and showing her love and putting her away in a nice cozy spot where she is she is safe and she is loved and she loves herself and Mm. she knows her worth and even just imagining that in your mind like I don't know about Uh, you and your listeners but I'm so visual I can see (laughs) pictures in my head as you're saying it yeah look in a cozy little blanket but yeah, I massively digress them, but it, it's a recent thing. So it just, it came up and it felt right, right to share. And I am very, I'm a very open, vulnerable person. So I can't, I can't really help myself. <laughs> mm. No, no, that was amazing story. And that, that's very inspiring and very, you know, I'm sure I, I know I did. I was inspired by it and I'm sure other people will be too. Oh, thank you. No, pre- I really, honestly, that is my, my biggest hope because if you like I said honest I have to keep saying this I'm not a professional but if you have daddy daddy issues I call them um or like 
well, I'm going to say that in, in particular specifically. And you think like the, my relationship with my, with my dad will never be healed. I mean, obviously I don't know your situation, but my relationship with my dad was, was really bad. And I never thought that we could be friends and now we are, and it's amazing. And I know so many other women that have, that have been able to do the same. So I just, I guess wanted to instill some hope in your listeners that, you know, things can be healed and um, you know, if you want them to, you have to, it's like giving up smoking or drinking or whatever, you know, you have to decide when's the right time for you. Nobody can, can force you into it, it has to be your decision. So um, yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of the time our worthiness is down to our inner child. So whether it's not your dad, it's, it's something else in your childhood that's, that's lacking around there. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, I mean, that's where mine was too. It didn't have anything to do with my parents, but it had to do with perception of, you know, the world, like that money, money block that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, You know, it was my perception and it was the environment that I was in and also, you know, kind of how kids at school also you know they it was almost like all of the quote-unquote rich kids like stuck together and they all knew each other and they all you know and anybody that wasn't in that clique like was different or wasn't good enough or wasn't you know you know enough to be in their world so it was like always like I didn't belong in the world of people that had money Mm. Mm. a lots of things you know like so lots of things that you really if you really think about you know one piece of a story where you didn't feel great right like it wasn't you probably felt like you were an outsider somewhere or you felt that you know, if it was a parent, like with you, like it was hurtful, something hurt you. Um, usually it's those types of, um, you know, for lack of better word, uh, traumas, like mm-hmm. whether it's a big T trauma or a little T trauma. Um, but yeah, something that affects you to the point where it becomes an identity and an autopilot response for the rest of your life. Yes. And, but you don't even realize that that's what, what just, what happened, you know? Um, and when you do realize it, you're like, holy crap. You know? <laughs> okay. So what is the new story that I want to tell myself? What is the truth right now? You know? Um, and digging into those things, Lizzie, helps you find what? Your mojo, right? Your mojo. Yeah. <laughs> this is where it all, I was just thinking that I was like, we haven't even spoken about that, but yeah, that this links in perfectly to finding your mojo. And I, I always thought mojo was like your purpose, your calling in life. Mm. But I think I, I still do think that is the case, but to take it even deeper your mojo is is sort of your um it's your it's your grit it's your um 
embodiment it's your it's your soul like I I've been working a lot on my why with my coach and I've my why is something I've really struggled with because it's always been like financial like I want to be the first female breadwinner in my family and show other women that you can do it too Mm -hmm. um and that is a strong why but it wasn't strong enough um so I had to really dig deep and from doing this healing because I felt like I wasn't accepted for who I am by my father and then if I got criticism from others I would then feel oh my gosh they don't like me they don't accept me all of all of that stuff yeah I wasn't like in all of my corporate jobs I have I always felt like I had to shy away from my true self I felt like I had to dim dim the lights because my dad said to me you know you have too much energy you need to get your head out the clouds you need to get your feet on the ground like all of these things were basically telling me that I needed to change Mm. that that's kind of what I did in the workplace I did force myself to change and not be my full self and I suppose that's why that's why I started a business because I wanted something that I could, where I could genuinely, unapologetically, I just freaking love that word, (laughs) authentically be myself fully wholeheartedly without any, you know, guilt, but with just complete love and like adoration for, for myself and for who I am. And I don't feel like I could do that in any other job to, uh, or business, to be honest. So I think yeah and like encouraging other women to be themselves you know my my challenge on Monday um, I was saying that I I like went a bit weird at one point and I started like dancing and Mm. I am I am pretty kooky I'm pretty weird like so is my boyfriend we're very so is my sister like the people Mm. I'm closest to are the kookiest people I I love kooky people (laughs) (laughs) I think they're great. That's really why I've become spiritual because I'm like a a bit of a hippie. I just, I I love it. Mm. And people, people said to me, messaged me and said, I, I loved and really admired how you were unapologetically yourself. And you were, you were sassy and you were kooky and you were weird. And, and people were saying that's really inspired me to be myself in my business because, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's such a huge thing, isn't it? And, in business or in a nine to five or whatever, that it's like you have your business self version and you have your like uh, at home version and your, your at home version can't be your business version because she's not professional enough. Mm. And I've always not really aligned with that because if I, I'm like I said, I'm an all or nothing person. So, so is my boyfriend. That's probably why we found each other. (laughs) Um, I can't, I can't not fully, like I have to fully be myself, especially now because I'm kind of in, like it's become autopilot. Mm. So when people kind of say that um, or say like, how, how is your at home or personal version of yourself different to your business version? I just think, we are the exact same person like mm-hmm. you know obviously there's probably a few little little tiny things but and I think that's why my I mean all of my clients say 
you know, when I asked them why they why they worked with me over another coach, they always say it's it's my personality. Yeah. And personality sells, especially with coaching or any kind of quite intimate service-based business mm-hmm. relationship. Oh my gosh, your personality is the most obviously you have to be good at what you do, testimonials, you have to be aligned with that client. But what I've realized from my clients' testimonials is that the most important thing for them at the start was not what they could, what not what I could do for them or help them with, but it was more about did our energy align? Did we did yeah. we connect on an energetic level? And probably as I say, because my clients are quite spiritual and intuitive and empathic as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that is my why to help other women to be unapologetically themselves like no matter what yeah to give them permission to do it exactly yeah permission 100 yeah and it's so funny that you know we don't even think we need it sometimes we're like oh I'm just that's just not me that's not my personality that well are you sure because dig a little deeper because how do you wish you could be Mm -hmm. you know I think not I know I never really thought about that. What do you mean? What, uh, how do I wish I could be like, I am just me. Uh, but if you dig a little bit deeper, like you just said, if you're in a nine to five, like I totally understand that there's certain ways of being in certain situations, right? We all understand that. Like I wouldn't be my, my quirky, crazy you know, loud self at like a funeral or a courthouse. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Some context for sure. Yes. Yes. There are times and places, right. Um, you know, and in the corporate world, there are, you know, also a set of certain standards, you know, you're not going to be dancing at your desk and, uh, while you absolutely could, it's probably not, gonna happen because you would feel awkward right you would feel Mm -hmm. out of place being judged all of the things um and uh, coming from a corporate background like I most of the I mean there were I was more reserved at work than outside of work but I was also probably the most um the, the closest personality inside of work and outside of work Mm -hmm. like in the building probably (laughs) uh i was i was like the more like the laid back i was like uh dress codes who no i don't think so Uh, (laughs) (laughs) not gonna fly with me yeah no um i'm gonna be comfortable if i have to be here for eight nine hours a day i'm gonna be comfortable doing it uh but yeah, I mean, I did, you know, buck the system a little bit, but not to the point where it would have quote unquote got me in trouble or, um, made people look at me extremely weird while I was dancing at my desk or whatever it is, you know what I mean? (laughs) But yes, now in this business, my own business you're absolutely right. Like you have a conversation with me on this podcast or you listen to me on this podcast. You hear me on a live, you read my posts, you 
read any content or listen to any content that I put out there, you're going to get the same me that you would get if we met at a coffee shop. Yeah. You know, the same exact person. So yes. Am I, you know, a little nutty sometimes and maybe a little more crazy at home. Yeah, probably my kids can attest, but, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but you know, most, most of me comes out in my business as well. I would say 98%, mm-hmm. you know, cause we all have our things that we, we like to keep in the family. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, For sure. so yes, but that is one of my biggest whys too, Lizzie is to, you know, give permission to humans to figure out who they really are Mm. and like turn the freaking light on and shine it as bright as you can out there. Like, I know that it's scary at first because, you know, it just is because we've been, you know, I think all of us, you know, I mean, you as that three-year-old and that was your, your T trauma right there Mm -hmm. saying your dad saying those things to you, but I think every single one of us has heard those things, whether yeah. it was at school, like you have to raise your hand to go to the bathroom at school. Like you have to ask permission to pee, mm. you know, like a human basic need is to relieve themselves when they need to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so from day one, you have been trained to ask permission to do what your body does naturally. Yeah. So we've been societal, you know, things have trained us that we have to be certain ways at certain times and certain things, and that we should always be, um, you know, staying in the box. And I say, fuck the box. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Especially the square, square peg in a round hole. Yeah. I mean, make the whole square. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you are an online business owner right now, mm-hmm. like your, your light needs to be shined as bright as it can be. Yeah. And you have to be, um, you know, confident shining that light. And to do that, sometimes we have to do the messy work to, Mm -hmm. to, to, you know, turn the light on or turn the dimmer switch up or whatever, (laughs) whatever it is, because if we're out there and we are an entrepreneur right now, you have a light, like it's on, it might not be turned on as bright as it can be. And even knowing that it's not turned on as bright as it can be, isn't your fault. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You just need to turn the switch up. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Now we just got to figure out how to turn it up. Where's the damn switch? Let's turn it up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I love the analogy. And yeah, you're so right. We have to do the messy, deep, painful work to, yeah, figure out who we really are and who we want to be. And then put it the heck out there, as you say, because, you know, there's there's a lot of people in the online space so 
I always say, you know, stop listening to the gurus and start start mm. doing and being you because that's the most sustainable approach, doing what feels aligned and natural and intuitive to you. And that is what's going to make you stand out rather than copying somebody else or doing somebody else's cookie yeah. cutter approach. But um, I won't dive into that too much because I, I know that's like a whole nother episode, right? passionately about that for a long time. But yeah, yeah, that's that's ultimately what it's what it's about. As you said, it's about turning up that light and um you know that takes like we said a lot of inner work to get to the the confidence and worthiness of feeling like you you can and you're you're entitled to you know giving yourself permission to do that but once you once you have given your, yourself permission and you're you might not necessarily be comfortable with it at first but giving yourself permission to to really shine your your light bright yeah. out there then you know the potential is is kind of limitless you can do or be whatever you want exactly yeah and I love that you said it's you're entitled to it like it is your birthright you were born Mm -hmm. with this light and how much you turn it up is is all in your hands yes like yeah go go turn it up (laughs) And if you feel like you can't do the inner work first. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. But I think the biggest thing here is that the more you show up mm. as you, the more clarity you get as to, you know, and the more permission you give yourself to keep mm. showing up more as yourself yeah. and more as yourself. And then the clarity comes like you you and I have both pivoted in, you know, on, in our business. So sometimes the more you show up as yourself, the more clear it becomes as to, okay, um, I'm not just a business coach. I'm actually a, you know, intuitive business coach, business and mindset mm. coach. Like that scared me for a while to, uh, to yeah. say mindset coach or, to even put the intuitive word in there. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's going to like, re- re- um, people are not going to be attracted to the word intuitive. Well, awesome. <laughs> now, now I'm at the point where I'm like, good. Well, you know, cause yeah. I want people who understand the word intuitive. That's who I want to work with. Yes. People that understand that word and are like, oh yes, that's what I need. You know? Um, I don't need just a business coach. I need someone who is an intuitive business coach that, that Mm -hmm. understands me on a spiritual level. And no matter what that is and what your beliefs are, whether it's the universe, God, Allah, whatever, like whatever it is, it doesn't make any difference. But if you're incorporating that and that's a big, big part of your life, then you want somebody that understands that you have a faith and that you have uh, a belief and that, you know, you have practices and that you are woo and you ride the woo train <laughs> constantly. Yeah. Like, you want people that understand that because somebody that doesn't under- understand that language is not going to understand what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, then you have issues and challenges in your, 
in your relationship if it doesn't in any relationship if it doesn't align so mm. yeah you're so right and I've I found that and I don't want to put too much pressure on the listeners or anyone to niche down because mm. I know I felt a lot of pressure and like I said I feel like your niche finds you but once once you kind of figure out who they are um what I've realized is the more you position yourself within that niche and the more niche down you are the easier it is for your clients to find you because it is so clear what it is that you do and what the mm. what you offer instead of kind of um uh, I guess like sitting on the fence between several different things you are so committed to one thing or certain things that that you do and you offer so you're you become I guess the the go-to person and the expert authority within that so it does it does make it a lot easier for your clients to your idle client to find you yeah yes it does and I totally understand what you're saying about you know you don't want to put pressure on people to niche down um and again when you are showing up and you're doing you're doing the dang thing like it's gonna become more clear to you Mm -hmm. who you are I mean this is exactly what we're going to talk about in this masterclass on the first is excited you know who you are as a business owner and who you're not who you want to work with and who you don't Mm -hmm. like people don't think of the I don't want to work with this kind of person. They don't think (laughs) about that, but they should be thinking about that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to work with clients who are making excuses all the time, who don't take (laughs) responsibility for themselves, who, um, you know, are complaining or, you know, blaming their circumstances consistently and have no interest in, you know, looking anywhere else for a solution. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to work with people like that. So I'm going to talk to my, my ideal client, like they are not that person. Yeah. I mean, I've even started to say like, you know, I am the coach for you or this program is for you if, and Mm. it's not for you if. Yeah. Yeah. And that should definitely always be part of your sales page because some people are like, oh, well, this this outcome is amazing. You know what I want. Yeah. Yeah. It's what I want. And then it could be that one of those, it's not for you. If they're like, Oh, (laughs) I'm kind of full of excuses and not ready to work through my blocks. (laughs) Yeah. And, but you know what that helps them see is that it helps them see that there might be something there that they need to work Mm, on. Yes. What they need to do first. Yeah. 100%. Like, okay, you know, I'm not ready for this program yet. Even though these are the results that I want, maybe I need to do these things first. Yeah. So true. And then I'll be ready. Yeah. Timing. Yeah. Timing has a huge part to play as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited for your masterclass. I was already excited, but I'm even more excited. Oh, yay. (laughs) Yay. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. So Lizzie, this conversation was incredible. And I think that it like kind of, it it did go the way we were thinking, but I think it also (laughs) didn't go the way we were thinking. Right. But it was, that's that's how I roll. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
but it was so great because it was just a total flow and mm-hmm. everything that we said, somebody needs to hear, right? So yes. someone's going to listen to this episode and be like, oh my God, that's what I needed. I so, hope so. Please yeah. let me know if it is. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, as always, I really hope so. <laughs> uh, we always ask our listeners to screenshot the episode and tag us on Instagram in their stories and tell us what their aha moment was, or just send us a message and uh, DM and say, Hey, I heard this episode and Oh my gosh, this was so awesome. Um, Or if you didn't like something, tell us that too. Like we're open. Yeah. (laughs) Feedback. I can take feedback now. I've worked through my, (laughs) I've worked through my shit. (laughs) <laughs> I've overcome that block and live it yes. believe it's all good throw it at me it's a good challenge <laughs> Lizzie tell everyone where they can find you yes you can find me on Instagram as find your mojo coaching Facebook Lizzie Vince um my Facebook group is called scale your coaching biz to 10k months that's where my challenge is taking place so you can always catch up on the replays The challenge is about how to attract and convert your high ticket client or high ticket clients in general, um, but within your ideal client niche. And yeah, it goes through mindset, business strategies, um, a little taster of what my coaching is like. And this is leading up to my group program launch on the 9th of December, which is all about how to uh, attract and convert high ticket clients so that you can work less and earn more because that is my goal in business and I know there's a lot of my clients as well Mm -hmm. aside from all the things I've discussed today um you know like being aligned and following your your soul and your heart and your dreams and and being unapologetically and authentically yourself so yeah Facebook uh Instagram and LinkedIn is Lizzie Vince um uh, oh, I have a podcast called Find Your Mojo. Um, I haven't uploaded a podcast for a little while because I've had a bit of a hiatus, um, you know, not Going wanting to burn out again. Right? <laughs> Working through Trying your- to avoid burnout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've kind of, I've been a bit uh, distracted and preoccupied working through some stuff, which you guys might know about now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um. So yeah, and like honestly, I'm I mean I'm not a professional, but if anyone does have any questions or just yeah, or feedback or anything like if I can't help you, I can point you in the right direction of somebody else because um I know a lot of people <laughs> and um yeah, of course you do as well, Janessa. So like yeah. we've got you guys. Even if we can't help, exactly. we'll, we'll yeah. find somebody that can. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And we know who we can help and who we can't. So. Exactly. Yes. Awesome. 100%. Okay, Lizzie. Thank you so Yay. much. This was an amazing thank episode. You. And I'm so excited for everyone to hear it. So everyone show some love and give us a review on iTunes and, uh, or any podcast episode that platform that you listen on. We love to hear your feedback. And we'll see you uh, in the next episode. Amazing. And thank you for uh, holding space for me to be, to be my vulnerable self. And uh, yeah, like absolutely loved coming on your podcast. So yeah, thank you guys for listening to, to my story. And I hope that it has inspired and empowered you. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. You're so welcome. All right, everyone. See you later. Bye.